0: The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter fifty, verse four. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E A T Saki. Bishop E A T Saki is an assistant to Bishop Dag Hayward Mills and serves as the resident bishop of the Kadesh, the Church on Fire. This word will bring you hope, comfort, encouragement, salvation, and much more. Join Bishop E.A.T. Saki as he ministers the infallible word of God. 'Cause glancing, glancing blood and simple faith to plunge me beneath the. Grace Jesus. Jesus oh oh oh, oh for grace. grace to trust Jesus, Jesus grace to Somebody call us name Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, yeah. how I trust. Let's do it. Your love Let us be, be our prayer, when shadows fill our days, day. oh, lead us to a prayer. guide us with your grace give us faith so we'll be saved a world where pain and sorrow will be ended and every heart okay the will be
1: It's Sunday morning. Today is the 5th of April 2020. And um, normally we sing a song. I have a wonderful, I'm taking a journey and the Bible is guiding me and all that. But today, because of time and also where you are, and you know how it is, if I try and sing myself, there will be problems. So I'm not going to attempt to sing. But you have your Bible, lift your Bible and say, this is the word of God. I'm going to live by the dictates of the word of God. May the word of God guide and direct me in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's been, um, I believe it's been a good week so far. We've been locked down at our homes and various places, those of us in Accra and Kumasi and other other areas, other places in Ghana, but some of you far away, um, out of Ghana, some of you have also been locked down, and um, but not everybody is totally locked down. So some of you are free, you know. You don't know what, what it means like to be free. I'm sure that we are enjoying, uh, we are experiencing how life is in prison. You know, Jesus said, "When I was in prison, he didn't visit me." So some of you have not gone to visit Jesus in prison. That's why that's that's why you are in prison to see what it means like to be confined. Next time when we are open and when we are free to go out, respect prisoners. And give them time and visit them because to be constrained and restrained in your own house is not easy at all. But I believe that we're also building a relationship with God. We are trying to lift our spirits up, connect to God because some of us are too busy. The least opportunity we are out of the house and we have every good reason, every good and bad reason to leave home. But this particular edict has made us to stay at home and to build your relationship with God pray more read more listen to good messages and i believe that we are deepening our work with god so look at the good side of it they say that it depends on how you look at a cup whether it's half full or half empty so don't look at the negative side of everything the cup is half empty rather look at half full so look at the good side and what advantage can i gain from this lockdown and how can i make my life rich but you see I want to tell all of us today is Palm Sunday, and um, we've been blessed so far as Bishop Toss has been preaching to us what an anointed man of God Bishop Toss is preaching and ministering to us. I enjoy listening and hearing him preach all the time. I feel so fresh and so blessed as I listen to him. Now today I'm just going to be sharing with you very very shortly and um, a very short word of God. But I believe that you'll be blessed wherever you are. But you see, one of the things that come to my mind when we look at this, uh, what's happening in the world, the coronavirus situation and how far it has brought us, I feel things occur okay to me. One of them, you know, when you read Luke chapter 13, I believe. Now listen. It's going to be a very important and short meeting, but just join us and let's... Um, it's a service, so please sit up, don't be lying in bed. Sit up and flow along and enjoy every blessing of this season. Now, in the book of um, Luke chapter 13, and let me read it to you quickly, uh, verse 1. Listen, the Bible says that um, there were presents at the time, at the season, some that told Jesus... Uh, of, of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. And then Jesus went on to say, All the eighteen, upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, Think ye that the sinners above other men who dwelt in Jerusalem. And verse 5 says, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Now you see, what had happened was that some people had been slain by Pilate, some also the tower of Siloam had fallen and then they died. And then they came to take Jesus. Jesus was saying that, listen, don't think that those who have these predicaments have befallen them were more sinners than you. And Jesus, the reason what is going to save you is your repentance. Except you repent, you shall like us perish. What I want to say is that this coronavirus moving around and so on, we are not better than those who have died. They are not worse sinners than us. You know, it, we might be brought to the place of Repentance. Don't think that God is judging them and we are, es- you are not escaping. But we say that what is going to make us escape is repentance. You accept know, you repent, ye shall likewise perish. That is very important. Now it's important to understand that it's a lesson that we can learn from this season, that this coronavirus season, it is the mercy of God that can spare us. So don't be boastful, don't be arrogant, rather be humble. And, and come yielding and asking God for repentance and asking God to, to forgive you and to, and to purge us and to, and to show us mercy. That is what we want to spare our lives. Amen. Another lesson, lesson that we see in this season is our unpreparedness. None of us were, was prepared for what has happened. A few weeks ago, we were here and you're we moving here and we, we had it in, in China in December and we were, Ghanaians were, were asking the government to go in if I bring the Ghanian students in and Ghanian residents who are residing in China back home because nobody thought it was going beyond China. And then we heard that somebody has gone to Europe, and a few uh, incidents here and there, in England, and this and that. Before we realized, the whole of Europe has been swallowed up. More than thousands are dying all over. And we said, oh, let's all come, let's all stay in Ghana, and so on. Before we realized, in Africa and in Ghana, you see, we were not prepared. We could see it far away, but we didn't realize it coming. And that is a dangerous thing, not to prepare for what is coming. May God open our eyes and we learn to prepare ourselves for anything that is ahead of us. Bible says, the prudent man, he hides himself for the evil that is coming. So let's just learn from this season and let's see what is happening. Bible says about the 10 uh, virgins in Matthew chapter 25. The Bible talks about the fact that five were wise and five were foolish. Now the word wise is the word phonemus. That is, be, 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 being prudent and being streetwise, if you like. Five of them, the wise people had extra oil. The five others had oil enough in their lamp, but that was all. They didn't prepare for what is happening. So my prayer for all of us is that we become, we, we apply phonemals to our lives. We become intelligent and wise and, and plan for what we can't see. Please, let be submitted to God and live your life as if this is the only day you have. Don't live like you're going to live the rest of your life. Plan your life. Let God be in control and live a full life. Save God. Preach the word. Give your heart to him. Let God rule and reign in our lives. Prepare for the evil that is ahead. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But let us, Bible says that it came suddenly everything just happened suddenly you know many of the disasters and the calamities and all the all these that we've had in the world they happen suddenly earthquakes happen suddenly but the problem we have is that because we can't see beyond today we feel that that is all there is so i'm tr- doing this business i'm going here i'm going to take it i'm going to bring my goods i'm going to school i'm going to do this and so on schools are shut shops are shut some people are going on cruise i mean they have money they go on holidays people are just married they they, they save money they're going on on a cruise and several people and and so on birthday parties and all that suddenly the cruise ship has become a prison no country wants them to lock come and dock there they are just there out there with, with, with this virus moving in the air in there in the ship i mean what, what a disaster we never dream that it can happen you just wanted some short holiday a little bit of fun relaxation suddenly you find yourself in prison and no country wants you to come to their to their, their, their shores what a shame and what a what a painful experience so i'm saying that none of us is exempted don't assume uh, for today that oh as for you you are better you're not better than anybody It's a grace God that is keeping us and i believe the same grace is going to keep us shout amen are you still here and this coronavirus another lesson i learned is that it has no boundaries crossing territories crossing countries it doesn't need visa or plane ticket it just arrives and it just arrived hey, before I realize it's in Kaswa, before I realize here and all that but the good news is the bible says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper somebody shout amen So people are saying, is it a biological weapon? Is it a a real virus? What is it? But I'm saying that the Bible says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. So I pray for you that the grace of God will fight on your behalf. That God will show you grace and mercy. And God will strengthen you in this season. That weapon of coronavirus will not touch your family in Jesus. That is why we are going to have communion. I hope you have your bread and wine by your side. We are going to eat the bread and drink the wine. And trust God that we shall be preserved mercifully. We shall be preserved and given another opportunity to serve God and to love God. I want you to turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 19, I believe. Um, chapter 21, it is um, Palm Sunday, am I right? So, I need for us to look at a few scriptures concerning this particular event in Matthew chapter 21. Remember that we have been learning important things about um, determinants. Hallelujah. We have seen many, many wonderful truths about the, the things that affect and influence the outcome of our lives. May the outcome of your life be beautiful. May the outcome of your life be amazing. Let me read this Ecclesiastes scripture to you, and then we go to Matthew. Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, I retained and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time... And chance happens to all of them. Hallelujah. So this is what we have been looking at in the past few weeks here in the Kadesh. And for those who join us online, it's important for you to know that we have learned so many interesting and uh, life-changing truths. We've talked about the fact that how important speed is. If you are fast, you have speed, you are going to achieve a lot of things in your life. We also talked about strength. The place of strength in the how strength can make your outcome of your life beautiful and real. We've also learned about wisdom, how you can be wise, and examples of wise people that you follow. Now, everything that we are learning, there are people in the Bible that you can follow, and even in our life in our lifetime in our day that people that can also glean from their lives and see what is making them succeed what is making them do well and i believe that if you you're wise enough you're going to see all these things and then we talked about the fact that riches are from uh you know when you have understanding you can prosper and do well can i can i have a loud amen now, that is important, you know, understanding. If you lack understanding, you're going to get into too many problems. That is why, one day, Jesus asked the disciples, do you lack understanding? Don't you also understand? Because he would preach to the people and then he would, the, the people wouldn't understand. And Jesus said that your ears are hard. You hear, you can't, you can't hear. You see, you can't see. And your heart is so hard, it lacks understanding. So the disciples were wondering what, do you, what does this mean? What does this mean? Jesus said, that, Do you also lack understanding? You must always pray for God to give an understanding heart. Somebody shout, Amen. Understand, you know, my bishop says that any meeting that goes beyond five minutes there's a problem somewhere somebody's lacking understanding so you see when there's a lot of arguments and you talk and the person talks back whether your husband your wife whether you are your spirit the office and yourself or whatever every time argument goes and goes and goes somebody lacks understanding but if you pray that god gives understanding heart you are able to yield easily you see where you are wrong listen the difference between david and saul David, when he sinned against God, and the, his pastor came and said, David, you have done this. David didn't say, I'm sorry. I deserve, I have I, sinned. There was not even two minutes of argument. Not one minute. But when it came to Saul, when Saul disobeyed and Samuel came, and then Saul, Saul began to give excuses. Oh, because of that. Samuel said, how come I hear bleating of sheep? And then uh, Saul said that, oh, I reserved them, so I sacrificed them for God. How come you did this? I broke in Agar, so I can do this. He has so many excuses. And the Bible says that, Samuel said, because of excuses and your disobedience, God has taken the kingdom from you. So, the problem between Saul and David is that David saw his mistake early. He had an understanding heart, but not so with Saul. He was full of excuses, full of reasons why this happened and that happened. I pray for all of us here that will be submitted to God. Shout Amen. And God gives us understanding hearts. Arguments must end. Fighting will end if you have understanding hearts. Shout Amen. May God help us to grow in our understanding, in our relationship with others, and all that. And it's very, very important. Now, listen. I want you to look at Matthew chapter twenty-one. Today being a big Palm Sunday, I want to share this very short message with you, as well as we carry on. Bible says, "And when they do not to Jerusalem, they were come to uh, and, and they will come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus." Two disciples saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if any man say out, say out unto you, ye shall say, The Lord had need of them, and straightway he will send them. Now, the Bible says, and this was done. That it might be fulfilled, that which was spoken by the prophet, saying, "Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting on an ass and a colt of the fall of an ass." Verse six. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt and put them put them on put on them their clothes, and he sat on them, and the Bible said sat thereon and a great multitude spread their garments in the way others cut down branches of the trees and straw them in the way and the multitude that went before and uh, followed cried saying hosanna to the son of david blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest amen and then um goes on uh, on and on and on. We can look at that the rest of the passage later on. Verse ten says, And when he had come to Jerusalem all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the Moses said, This is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Wow. Hallelujah now this is the story that we read about when we're children. we children go to sunday school children's service we look forward to, to, to a day like this we take our palm branches we march around the streets and all that fortunately we can't do it now you see what i'm saying lockdown is keeping our children away from celebrating the the palm sunday but you can do it where you are you can be waving your branches and even your handkerchief that is if it's clean enough and so on and all that and so on but i believe that a few lessons that we can learn here one of the things that comes to me as i look at this story of the this palm sunday story the story of jesus entering jerusalem you can see his preparedness you can see his 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 his, i mean he was going directly to, to fulfill his assignment he had a task he, said he had a reason why he came. He multiplied bread for people to eat. He did so many miracles, but that was not his ultimate assignment. The ultimate assignment of Christ was to go and die on the cross. So after he did so many miracles, he began to say that he started to walk towards Jerusalem purposefully. Even his of disciples tried to stop him. But I said, no, 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 this is why I came. You see, I pray for all of us here that who fulfill our God-given assignment. Don't let anything detract you. At the point when he was working miracles, they even wanted to crown him king. They wanted to come in, hail him. He said, no, no, no. The Bible said he would hide himself. He ran from it because he knew that you can carry me as a king. But I came to die on the cross, not be carried on the shoulders of people as a king. So he had purpose to go all the way to Jerusalem. But you see, he told the disciples, go. You are going to find a donkey tied." Now what makes me, what I see when I read Bible history, it is that you had made the pre-arrangement prepared for what is ahead. You are going ahead to prepare that this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Many of us don't prepare for anything. And so on, but Jesus prepared and said them go. When you, you you start untying this donkey, they are going to ask you. And he said, "Look, the man who I the master is in need of it." And then it happened as it as it was. But the first thing I learned here again, the first thing I learned is that he came not sitting on a horse but a donkey. Wow. A horse is a symbol of war, but a donkey is a symbol of peace and humility. Wow. Somebody shout, "Amen." jesus came riding on a donkey a donkey is a meek animal that is why the scripture is quoting from it's a carrier chapter 9 verse 9 that king coming riding on an ass on a donkey may jesus bring peace into your life this season somebody shout amen it's very very important that this is not a time but it's a time of of peace and a time of humility i pray that we walk in humility let's learn humility from jesus again if you have understanding you become humble shall remain now it's important jesus was humble he was a king he was come to the city but he came riding meekly bible says that he, he rode on, he rode on this donkey coming in and in peace because he had come for a purpose the time of war was coming, but that's not the time of war. Somebody shout Amen. Are you still there? The second thing that I need you to understand is the fact that um, people are waving branches. The waving of branches is a sign of God's goodness and also victory. Wow. Hallelujah. When you wave, well, that's why sometimes you, now we wave handkerchiefs. Say that, handkerchief," <laughs> and we begin to dance, and we begin to dance, and all that. It's a sign of victory. Waving now as they're waving their hand they're saying that victory has come today as you wave your hand where you are may you experience victory in your life may you experience the blessing of god in your life you will succeed in the year ahead you will see the blessing of god Wave the hand of victory in jesus name shout your ladies amen we are celebrating the coming of Christ and we are celebrating his entry into Jerusalem victoriously. I see victory on your on your side. I see God giving the upper hand in every battle of life. You will not end up in disaster. You don't end up as a failure. You will see victory like never before. From victory unto victory. His army shall he lead. May Christ lead us from victory unto victory. Victory in your home. Victory in your business. Victory in your finances. Victory in your victory all around. Somebody shout victory. Victory. What a word. I'm preaching to you right where you are. May God bring victory into your life. I prophesy to you. I speak into your ministry, I speak into your life, I speak into your business, I speak into your... May you see victory like never before in Jesus' name. I don't know, I know what is happening in the world now, people are depressed and all that, but I see you coming out in Jesus' name. Shout amen again. Are you being blessed by the word of God? I'm being blessed as I'm preaching. I tell you, I feel an anointing right here. I see an anointing right in your bedroom. Somebody's lying on a sick bed watching me. But may you, resume, may you get up with the strength of God and see victory in your life right now. In Jesus name. I see God coming through for you. I see God coming through. Wave your hand and shout victory one more time. Come on, shout victory one more time. Hallelujah. Then the next thing that we see here, Bible say that they shouted Hosanna i'm coughing but you see what i'm saying don't 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 don't, don't, don't uh, log out listen it's right but not, nothing to fear about <coughs> yeah we do it <coughs> anyway but listen that's it they shouted hosanna now the word hosanna means save now somebody shout save now, save now. i didn't hear you shout it loud from where you are save now that is what they were saying as they shouted hosanna Hosanna, Hosanna. Save now. Some of us need salvation right now. May salvation come to your house. May deliverance come to your house. May the hand of God be stretched on your behalf. Shout, save now. Oh, some of you are in crisis. You have your back is against the wall. You don't have anywhere to tend to. Things are difficult and, and you don't know what to do anymore. But you can shout, save now. God has a way out for you. I said, God has a way out for you. I came to preach to somebody here today. I came to talk to you where you are. I came to submit to you that God can save you right now. I said, there's salvation in the name of Jesus. No other name by which you can be saved. Maybe you just tuned in or you stand by your friend or your family member who is watching. And you are not yet saved. You have been living in sin. You have done wrong things. Your life is full of evil. But today, Jesus can come into your life he can save you right now today if you hear his word harden not your heart. am i preaching to you right there today we can come to him submit our life to him say lord save me now save me from sin save me from evil save me from disaster save now and god can do it i said god can do it not tomorrow next next week but now that's what they're shouting save now hallelujah now, that is very important. But then, the thing, as you read the passage and read on, the thing changed. They sang Hosanna. They threw the clothes down and, and waved the, the palm branches and all that. But along the Bible said that, and Jesus began to cry over Jerusalem. He began to weep over Jerusalem. Because he knew that praises are going to detain into something else. You know, Jesus knew men, but he did not commit himself to men. So, you see, although they were praising and they were excited and so on, but things changed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus knew how things were going to change. So, in the middle of the praise and worship, he got stopped and began to cry. He wept over Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, if you knew, if only you knew your time and your season, may God give us grace to know our time and our season. They did not miss this opportunity that God has given us. Jesus wept. He said, I would have gathered you like a chicken. Gathered and gathered his, his chicks. I wanted to gather you. I wanted to gather you. Because they had changed. And Jesus was, was looking and seeing that these people, not everybody who is praising me really means it. Why? I was shouting, save now. I was shouting, deliver us now. They were thinking that Jesus was a political leader. That was the problem. You see, they wanted their own way of salvation. They thought it was going to deliver them from Herod and from from Pilate and from Caesar and from all these people. But Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Maybe Jesus is weeping over you. Because your commitment to him is not as deep. It is that you are saving because of what you can get from him. Not because of who he is. Sometimes it grieves the heart of God when we come to Him only because of what we can get, not because of who He is. They wanted salvation from the, 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 the Roman government. So they say, Save now. That is what they wanted. But Jesus had eternal plans for them. Somebody shout amen. His plan was eternal. He was not coming to ride into, into the potatoes police place and drive him out. He was coming to die on the cross and go through but they couldn't handle it they couldn't handle it so as they were crying as he was coming over them he was looking at the pain of their heart sometimes your your looks at you and he cries jesus is a passionate jesus he's a compassionate jesus he has feelings he cried and another time bible, bible said jesus cried at least i see two times in the bible where he cried when lazarus died and also when he entered jerusalem What will make God cry? What will make Jesus cry? Sometimes your pain. Sometimes your agony. But most importantly, the betrayal. The the, 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 the attitude of the people, that will change. If you don't get it the way you expect it. If God doesn't give you a husband by the end of this year, then that is finished. Oh, as for this year, I'm praying that every expectation will come to pass. But what I can tell you is that at the end of the day, Jesus is still Lord. Let God rule and reign in your heart. And let his purposes rule and reign in your heart. Let him be Lord over every aspect of your life. Not just what you expect. That is why Jesus wept. He wept over Jerusalem and said, Look, I wanted to gather you. You will not listen. I desire to come to, to to bring it together, but you have your own idea. I pray that this season, this era, we will be submitted to God's will and God's purpose for our lives. I thought you would shout, "Amen." Yeah. Are you still here? Yeah. I said, "Are you still here?" Yeah. So remember that they waved branches. Remember that they 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 uh, he came riding on a donkey. Remember that they shouted, "Hosanna." Remember that Jesus wept over the people. Because of their hearts. May we be sincere as we serve God. May God forgive us of our hypocrisies. May God forgive us of our pretenses. May God forgive us of areas where we're Because things didn't go the way we expected from him. You can pray and pray. I was speaking to somebody the other day. And uh, I think yesterday or so. And he was telling me what had happened and this has happened and this has happened. Um, uh, his child died at a point some time ago and all that. And somebody also gave a testimony. A person was talking about how her son was involved in something but God delivered. And he said that as the person was giving testimony, his son was grieving. Why did God deliver his son? His son. And God didn't deliver his son. I told him, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, Bible said, by faith, some escape death by faith the mouths of lions were, were shut but by faith some were also sown asunder so sometimes we go through things some the way it doesn't end the way we expect. but also we got to live by faith no matter what happens I want to tell you that you may be going through a certain crisis now but it, it doesn't mean God has deserted and God has forgotten about you God has a master plan in his hands ultimately you will see victory that you've never seen before I thought you would shout, Amen. Are you still here? So listen, as I wrap up the service and as you come to the Lord's table, remember that Jesus' reign was everlasting. It was not toward the Roman government to overthrow. That is why even after he died and resurrected, the disciples asked him, At this time, restore the kingdom of God. At this time, make us become the the prime minister. And Peter was hoping that he would become the the minister for for agriculture. And then uh, John was going to become the minister for youth and sports. And all of them were hoping for a particular appointment. And Jesus said that the time and the seasons are in the hands of God. But you, go and preach the gospel. Somebody shout Amen. Your times and seasons are in the hands of God. So this Palm Sunday, I pray that you have understanding of the season in which we are. I pray that God will give you grace and mercy. And God will give you I'm going to pray with you before we have communion. Remember that Jesus' reign is everlasting to everlasting. His kingdom was eternal. His, his, his kingship was not of this world. I pray that as you open your heart to him and make him the Lord of your life, he rule and reign in your life and family. Shout, Amen. So, wherever you are right now, I'm going to be praying with you. I'm going to ask you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you used to serve God, but you are backslided. You have not taken God seriously. Somehow, during this lockdown, you managed to... Login in and he managed to get, get on our Facebook. It is not accidental. It is divine. God dead and God directed your steps. So today, wherever you are, I'm going to lead you in prayer. And I'm going to ask Jesus to come into your heart. And rule and reign in your heart. Your life will never be the same. Remember that when the uh, Bible said the Ethiopian Enoch. He was riding uh, his chariot And was reading the Bible. And then the Bible said that God took Philip. And went and joined him. And the first question that Philip asked the man, do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? And when the man gained understanding, the next thing was that he was baptized. Today, you have heard the word of God. Do you understand what it means to be born again? Do you understand salvation? Do you understand the hand of God in your life? Today, if you can get understanding, I'm going to pray with you right now. And God will come into your life. God will take control of your life. And turn your life around and be the Lord of your life. Wherever you are right now, close your eyes. Or you don't have to close your eyes, but say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Today, today. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I know without Jesus, I will die and go to hell. I pray right now, Jesus, come into my heart, touch my life, make me a brand new person, rule in my life, and have your way. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus. For coming into my heart from this moment, I am born again. I'm a child of God. I will save Jesus the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for all those who pray this prayer. Now, listen, if you pray this prayer, you see some numbers on your screen. Call the numbers, immediately we end the service, call them. We are going to pray with you again. We are going to take your name down. We are going to counsel you. And if you need any prayer, any counseling, call up the same numbers on the screen and we are going to be praying with you. Now, it's time for communion. Hallelujah. You have your bread, you have your wine. We are going to be eating the bread and drinking the wine. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And there's there's healing as we eat the bread. But we say, his body was broken for us. So ours will not be broken. His blood was shed. So ours was be retained. I hear divine exchange. Somebody shout divine exchange. May God take your weakness and give you his strength. May God take away your sickness and give you his health. May there come a divine exchange in your life. May God take away every evil and place his grace and his righteousness in your life. Shout amen again. Are you still here? So right now where you are, I'm going to ask Bishop Isaiah to come. And to play for us and I uh, play not pray play for us as we take the communion take the bread right now in your hands and then after you take the bread and drink the wine he'll be playing and we'll be eating and praying together hallelujah he'll be playing and we'll be praying amen. I said he will be playing and we'll be praying amen, amen. right take out the bread say the body of Jesus the body of Jesus the body of Jesus. Shall we eat it together? I pray that your hands are sanitized. Thank you, Father, for the body. Thank you for the body that gives us strength. Thank you for the body that takes away every weakness in us. I curse that asthma. I curse that strange disease. I curse that heart pain. I that family disease. I reverse every sugar, diabetes, every hypertensive spirit. I curse it to die of the roots because of the body of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now take the wine. Lift it up high. Say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Shall we drink together? please. As ministers be in the spirit, pray. If you can kneel down, kneel down and pray. I go for God's mercy, ask for God's intervention, Jesus. Yes, trampled on the ground. You took the fall. You thought of me. You thought of me. You thought of me. You thought of me. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I'm the reason. I'm the reason. Oh, yes. Rondari Bakandari Bahata Sita. Jesus. oh yes jesus you were there ah, ah, thank you lord crucified lay behind the stone oh god Jesus like a rose ro on the ground trampled on the ground Thank you Jesus thank you thank you. Rejected. Like a rose. Nobody likes. Sample on the ground. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for thinking of us, Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus, we praise you. You thought about us he went through all that he went through they're because of us thank you lord father we thank you close your eyes with me we thank you for this morning thank you for taking the journey going through all that he went through for us for our sins for our sins for our mistakes for all our evil ways you pay the price You're thrown. You were there before the world was created. But somehow, you came to your own and your own received you not. They rejected you. And you went on the cross. You laid in the tomb behind a stone. All because of us. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for having us in your plan. We bless and we honor you. We give you all the glory for today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Clap your hands for the Lord.